Hey, this is Dexter Sites. My name's Caleb Wood. My name is Billy McLaughlin. And you're listening. You're listening to. You are listening to the Drum Report. To the GoPro Drum Report. To GoPro Drum Report on Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. Welcome to a Verbmoto broadcast. I am your host. Brad Gebhardt, and this is another episode of the Grom Report here on Verb Moto, brought to you by GoPro. Have you not entered the GoPro Grom Quest yet? All you've got to do is check the link in the description of this podcast, go get yourself a GoPro, and then make some awesome content with your Grom. Maybe you are a Grom and you're listening to this. Anyone under the age of 18 can enter and possibly become part of the GoPro team. Like I said, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with me on the line from Mini Major. I'm really excited to have on the podcast, Aaron Cook. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks, Brad, for having me. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to catch up. Hey, thanks for for, uh, for making time for me, man. Uh, it is so much fun to talk about Mini Major. It's an event that has been like gaining steam, it feels like almost 10 years now. Uh, of just like a really, really cool event for like, we, we have vet events out there. We have two stroke nationals. We used to have four stroke nationals. Um, and any time where we get an opportunity to really showcase the, the youth of the sport, the grassroots of the sport, I'm all over it. Verb Moto's all over it. And, uh, yeah, that's basically been your niche and something that's uh, been near and dear to your heart for quite some time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, back in the trans world days, it started off in 2015, and uh, we're in our eighth year now, and you know a lot's happened in the past. We've branched out, and now we're doing events in Illinois and Alabama, and coming up uh, next week in Texas for the championship final at Freestone. So uh, it's been an interesting journey. Absolutely. So let, let's dial the clocks back a little bit. Let's get a, a little bit of uh, the four one one on Aaron Cook and your uh, background in the sport of motocross. Uh, I come to understand that you might be uh, related to a famous uh, BMX rider and a BMX rider uh, pretty good in your own right. Um, and then eventually you turned your attention over to motocross, which is like maybe your first love. Um, and, uh, and, and you've honestly been very, very successful with that over the years. Yeah. I mean, growing up, my dad worked for Kawasaki. He was part of Kawasaki long before I was born as a racer. He helped start Basani pipes, which was a OG motocross company here in the U S he was from Southern California and he rode in some big races, chased the Trans Am series across the U.S., and uh, ended up managing the R&D department at Kawasaki for several years. Um, my family actually lived in the parking lot at Kawasaki for a short period of time while we were moving up to Northern California. But uh, yeah, motocross has always been near and dear. I've, you know, always been family friends with guys like Brad Lackey and just legends of the sport that we were always around because of my parents, and uh, even lived at their house for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they pushed us into BMX a little bit and uh, didn't want us going the motocross route that my dad did because he had had so many injuries. Uh, my brother, as you mentioned, he's done a lot in BMX. He's uh, currently working for Specialized Bicycles and owns his own clothing brand, Good Times Crew. But uh, he's won some gold medals at X Games and several other medals at Park and Big Air. He had a Guinness World Record at one point for the biggest backflip. Um it was funny. At one point, he was doing a stunt show for Discovery Channel, and he was jumping off a ramp onto a hovering helicopter and then jumping back into the ramp. 
And uh, at that point, my parents thought maybe motocross was a safer bet. But no kidding, uh, we've just been two wheels our whole life. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a big part of what we do. That has been your life behind bars. Um, where does the mini major come in? Uh, I understand that uh, you've not only worked with uh, tracks like Paula and uh, Rest in Peace. Um, milestone in fact that was one of my favorite tracks to ride down in california um like promotion is not something that's new to you whatsoever the marketing the sport is something that might come pretty natural to you yeah i've been doing events promotion and production for gosh since i was in my 20s i mean 20 plus years ago uh, but in about 2015 i was running milestone for the marketing and event stuff and pretty much had my hand in, in a lot of different things of running that, that track, but uh, payroll and HR and all the craziness. But the uh, Transworld group came to me in 2015. We were doing the Slam Fest. We were doing straight rhythm events for Red Bull. We were doing all kinds of stuff. And they, they said that they had this idea to do a kids only event where we would only have bike sizes up to super mini. And uh, you know, People on the outside criticize, oh, you're not going to get anybody to show up. You're going to you're going to lose money. You're going to you know leave all the big bikes out. You're not going to get those entries. And it was something I was into and they were into. We just made it happen and launched. And I think the first year we did it, we had like 400 entries, which was great for a mini only event. And uh, eight years later, here we are. That is super, super cool. You had a dream and you made it come to fruition. And yeah, there might have been some naysayers, as there is with anybody crying something new. Um, but it's something that's really sort of carved out its own place within the amateur motocross scene. These are events that allow for all of the, the glitz, the glam, the signage, and all of the sort of uh, the rigmarole that comes with going to the like the upper echelon events, but also not the pressure that comes with going to say a Loretta's or uh, um, like what like, or Minios or something along those lines. And this is also purpose built for the mini bikes, which also allows you talked about this off air a little bit of some interesting classes that really allows some kids to showcase some skills when otherwise, if they were stuck in a, in a deeper class, perhaps they wouldn't be able to show off their skills and also get themselves a nice, nice shiny trophy. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a huge compliment to to hear somebody say that we're part of that in the industry. Um, you know, being on the inside, I just kind of have my head down and and I'm working to put on good events and all that. But uh, yeah, we're we're trying to find our place in the industry, and and it is just like we talked about before. It's the mini major is here to support the industry. You know, back when COVID hit, we had a ton of riders coming into the sport and families that had not generational families, you know, they didn't rate, grow up dad and mom. They didn't grow up around motocross. They didn't even know how the sport works, but all the soccer, baseball, football stuff was canceled. So they started coming out to these events to see what it was all about. And, you know, from my point of view is I have two kids and they race and you know, we made the journey to Loretta this year. We go to races like mammoth and stuff as well that I get to race in. And, uh, you know, that the cost of entry is, is a bit daunting. It's more than just the football, baseball, soccer kind of uh, entry level cost. So what I really hope to do is I try to bridge the gap. I want to make it so that the race is affordable. The kids get the experience. The family gets to come hang out and camp all weekend long. And because it's kids only, we have beginner classes. We have novice classes. And then we have your typical AMA classes that are the age groups and the super mini but uh, it's really just a, a chill vibe that's about everybody enjoying motocross. 
that's what it's all about. Getting that throttle therapy, getting some families together, creating memories. And uh, if you happen to bring home some hardware, that's all the better as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in just about 10 days time, we're going to have another mini major. There's one coming up not too long from now. Yeah, it's the last one of the year. It's sort of our championship event. You know, right now, each event is an independent race, but uh, the final of the year is kind of in Texas where we can bring the East and the West together. Last year, we had a full count to see, you know, who won more titles, the East Coast or the West Coast Riders. Uh, the West Coast Riders beat them out by two different titles. It was really close. But uh, we're going to be a freestone on the national track, which barely gets ridden throughout the year. You know, they have the Texas series that they race on their night track. And uh, the national track really is is a, a unique opportunity for us to get out there. And Clayton's been awesome working with him and uh, and giving the kids a chance to ride on that full national track. Hey, whenever you can get people on uh, what would be considered a bit of a neutral site, uh, east versus west, uh, like you get the west coast kids that uh, maybe don't ride as many ruts and stuff like that, and then you got some uh, the east coast kids who ride probably more mud, uh, or they're they're used to the sweltering heat of Florida. You put them together in, uh, in I would I would imagine uh, Texas in November is pretty mild, like maybe not like maybe cold in the morning, but uh, certainly not as cold as it is, as it is up here where I'm uh, looking outside my window at six inches of snow. Um, like it's, uh, it's, it's pretty neat. And honestly, like ever since the first time you guys went as far east as you could, uh, going to WW Ranch in 2020, um, this event has, is something that's been able to sort of, um, it's not something that like, oh, like if I say, if I like, say like, like world mini, if you're, if you're on the East coast, like you have a hard time justifying going, uh, out to this, this style of an event. Like you take this thing essentially coast to coast to coast, and then uh, this this honestly this event coming up in two weeks is a bit of a crown jewel, and it allows uh, both uh, like the the racers from both ends to sort of uh, culminate in the middle. Hey, and see who's got uh, who's got what. Absolutely, you know we're just trying to keep the vibe going, get these families interested in motocross, get them to you know more riders to show up to these big national qualifiers event, and just feeding the sport because. When more people race, you know, they're buying more gear, they're buying more tires, more more products, and it just racing really feeds the whole industry. And amateur racing uh, is is just in a state right now where it's it, I think it's doing pretty good. You know, there's some good competition out there. There's several series that are out running, and uh, I think COVID actually helped bring up the numbers quite a bit. But yeah, we, in 2020 we started out at uh, Silver Dollar, which was in Georgia, and way oh, back right. when I was still in trans world we tried to go to ww and things didn't quite work out um but uh, it's always been my goal to branch this thing out you know when we were doing them in california and there was such a good hit out here it was always my goal to to try and get to some other tracks and the guys over at lincoln trail in illinois i mean he honestly he emailed me and called me for three years before i could finally get a spot on my calendar and make it out there and we we went out there for the first time this year it was really awesome uh, Monster Mountain is now our home on the East Coast in Alabama, and Keith and his crew out there are just super welcoming, and, and they just bend over backwards to make sure we have an awesome track for all the kids. And like I said, Clayton's been great to work with. Uh, we're on our second year of going to Freestone now. And uh, so, yeah, we're we're building trophies right now on my day job. I, it's funny, people always trip out that I have other jobs. They think, you know, the race promoter is 
all I would need to do. But yeah, I, I would do some consulting. I do work with Bob Zing and Zing Inc. Okay. We build all the POPs and all of the displays and marketing materials for Stasic. Um, oh, neat. Stasic is a great partner of the mini major as well. You know, we got two-year-olds out there getting their throttle therapy. The little Groms are out there getting it done. Uh, on the, After the racing's over, we have activities, and, and the Stasic race is a big one. Um, the father-son race has actually turned into a, a pretty cool thing over the years as well. Uh, that thing's star-studded. Like, yeah. Like, anytime you get well, Chad yeah. Reed on a super mini, like, he turned that into a, a YouTube video not too long ago. Um, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sick to see what the, the bigger guys or the, the adults can still make those things go pretty good. It's hilarious. I mean, <clears throat> we only do like one or two laps of practice to make sure the dads don't go out there and wreck themselves. But then you get Chad Reed on 85 and he's hucking the biggest triple on the track. And it's just, it's good fun. It's great bench racing, you know, growing up around the sport here, my dad and all of his buddies, tell all their stories and all the crazy stuff they did back in the day. I mean, starting races with one boot off and, and riding the last lap with two guys on the bike or pit bike racing through the warehouses at night. We're just trying to keep the vibe alive, you know, keep everybody stoked on motocross. And, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's expensive and, uh, you got to make it fun. Certainly you do. Like I, I, I think back to all the things that, went on at the races that I used to go to as a kid that no longer happen. Like, uh, uh, like halftime, there'd be like a little jump show or, uh, we would do a slow race the, the night before the race. Uh, you don't, I don't see a lot of that stuff do happening anymore. And I don't know if it's just like sort of a changing of the guard or, um, just like people deem some of that stuff either unnecessary or, uh, or unsafe. But honestly, those were like sort of the, um, like that was the the texture to the events that just like made made the events what they were. Like obviously racing's awesome, this that and the other thing. Um, but when you can sort of like add some spice with some some in, some fun little events, make it fun, make it interesting, and and end up having people leave with a smile on their face, I think that's mission accomplished, right? Yeah, that's our main goal. Just getting everybody to leave, going when's the next mini major, and how do we get there? And you know, that's we got guys that are going out from California. I've got this great team that i work with the srd racing team he's got a giant toter home and he'll take everybody's bikes so they can fly into the race at freestone or alabama or illinois um and it's just been great working with them and you know we're just uh it, it's all it's all for a good time and all just to support the industry and the sport and keep these kids excited and you know like i said my son and my daughter both race and my daughter's pushing the age limit for a mini bike but she's still got her super mini because she wants to race mini major <laughs> there you go yeah yeah stay on it like has has anyone ever approached you or some some i'm sure there's probably a few moto dads where their their kids are getting a little bit too big for a super mini that uh like might canvas you to like say hey can we throw in a 125 class or something like that what what's your response and i'm sure you have gotten those requests over the years oh yeah we we did a 125 supercross type of thing one time at state fair when we did a uh, mini major there and uh talon hawkins who's a big time pro rider now was the guy who won that race uh he came straight from glen helen practice and then raced in the <laughs> supercross on a on a bike full size but uh yeah i mean we're trying to stay true to the mini major thing you know our focus is on minis and uh so many of the kids that have grown up through mini majors you know, it used to be that the winner of the race would be on the cover of Trans World magazine, and that was such a cool thing. 
that a mini bike rider could be on the cover of a major publication like that. Uh, but guys like Ryder D have won the mini majors. Uh, Jet Reynolds has won the mini majors. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the guys back in the years that have won it, but uh, it's, it's, we're staying true to the minis at this point. We're going to keep it super mini and below. Hey man, I, I absolutely love it. Honestly, when I, I went to the ranch for the first time this year at Loretta's and my favorite class is super mini class. Like you get kids that are right on that limit of size for those things. They throw them around. Um, their lap times are rivaling uh, a lot of the, the fastest guys at the track. And yeah, you get some kids that uh, really have the, the, the skills to pay the bills uh, on the super mini. Um, just to backtrack just a little bit here, speaking of that, uh, that dad's race, like, uh, Chad Reed is not a tall man, uh, by any means. And I honestly, I think if he was in fighting weight, uh, like he was back in his, uh, mid 2000 supercross days, I don't think he'd be, he'd look too out of place on a super mini. Like Chad's maybe like five foot nine in a pair of shoes. Like, I think he, he might be a little bit uh, shorter than that. Um, I'm sure there's a few, I think like, he's a little I, taller. I, yeah. Can- Canyon Richards is probably taller than he is. And he's riding a super mini right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I give Chad five ten. I think he's five ten, but okay. uh, <laughs> it's awesome. I've been watching his YouTube channel and the reads, and uh, you know, I see him hucking through the the whoops and showing his kid like, hey, no, I'm not just telling you it's it's done like this. I'll show you even on your bike. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. And and Josh Grant came out for the first time this year and and spun some laps on a sixty five, which was a big stretch. No kidding. Because. Uh, once you get into the position between the foot pegs and the handlebars, you're pretty much locked in. Like you can't sit down, you can't stand up. You're just locked in. And, uh, he had a great time with his boys and yeah, it's, it's just super cool. I mean, it's, it's, uh, creating stories, you know, those are the things that last. It's, it's not who got second, third, fourth or whatever. It's that, that race I got to do with my dad or my mom or my grandpa and the stories they get to take home from that. Certainly. So for for those who haven't been to a mini major before, and actually I have been to one, it was actually only on the, it was Saturday, it was for the, the practice day. Uh, and you guys even had set up, uh, some, like a, uh, basically a structure, not totally indifferent from, uh, the, what they set up at, um, MX, uh, the MXGP rounds. We had some scaffolds. So all the, the moto parents could stand up there and freak out about their kids. I was up there with Brandon from Bill's Pipes. Um, back, this was back at, you know, I think it's 2017, uh, at, um, milestone and, uh, mm-hmm. you guys create some really cool structures and honestly the, the atmosphere at these races, um, it's serious racing, but it's fun all at the same time. Yeah, that's the goal. You know, it's like, I, I went to Loretta's as a rider for my first time ever. I did it back when I was seven years old as a spectator and my dad was working for team green, but watching the parents watch the 65 practice and 50 practice man it was intense it was it was pretty amazing but uh you know mini majors not about that top level pressure we're really just there to have fun kids race like up to five classes at our event so there's just tons of laps to be had there's tons of classes and options where you can race and open you can race up you can race down it just gives everybody a chance for a ton of lap time and, uh, and yeah, with our sponsors that help out, you know, seven MX has been with us pretty much since the beginning, they've got tons of gear. They come out with these awesome gear sets that they do discounts on uh, EMT racing is there doing all the rider support and Dunlop tires, Redline oil is a big sponsor. They give everybody a bottle of two stroke premix so you can try out their product. Nice. Um, 
you know, KTM and Husqvarna have come on the last couple of years since the development of the E50. Yep. And so we do a class that's just for them. It's the electric challenge. Uh, and that's super fun. The quietest race of the weekend, but, uh, those kids that are working their way through motocross and they, they've got an E50 to race, they, they get to enjoy that. Um, you know, pro tapers part of the event as well. It's, uh, it's just trying to, to create an environment and have a good time. So for those who haven't gone to one of these events, um, what would you say that they are in store for and, and why should they give mini major a chance? First and foremost, it's just, it's lots of track time. They're going to get an opportunity where they're not sitting around all day long waiting for their one class to come back around, but they're going to be able to race three or more classes. If they have two different bikes, you know, if they're racing a 65 and an 85 or an 85 and a super mini, there's an option to run five different classes. So they're going to get tons of track time. They're going to get to race with fast kids. They're going to get to race with kids they know, and uh, they're going to get a lot of great experience on the track. And when the racing's over, we're still going to have some entertainment. We're going to have fun with the father-son race. We're going to have fun with the Stasic race. Uh, there's tons of fishing out at Freestone as well. So we're talking about doing a little fishing contest out there. Uh, but ultimately, it's just a great family fun weekend. Low pressure, lots of fun stories, and tons of track time. That is awesome. I think I don't think there's a single moto family in uh, under the sun that wouldn't sign up for that. Um, so I, I'm excited. This this event is going to be really sick. Uh, Freestone, a track that like it's a national caliber track. There we held nationals there a, a number of times. I think basically the only reason why they didn't go back is just how hot and like just how sweltering that area is during the the schedule of the uh, AMA Pro Nationals. Um, they had some pretty scary situations there. One with Brett Metcalf, where he basically passed out right after the t- the finish line. There, uh, has has the track changed much since? And when you guys do go to these events, do you tame down things at all as far on the name of safety, or is this a full blown track? It's a full blown track. I mean, from the pro national, yeah, it's tamed down a bit, just because when the pro national rolls into town, they usually have to build some pretty large feature jumps. But uh, ultimately, they're they're getting to race the mini major on the same track as the JS7 Spring Nationals. Um, so it's great practice if that's where they want to go to, if that's what they want to practice for. Uh, the The fact that we only have minis on the track definitely changes the way the track develops throughout the day. So for those beginners and novice riders or those not quite national guys, it doesn't have the 450 deep ruts and the, the roughness. But uh, it's still the same layout, still great practice. And another reason why for those little guys, it's, it's just tons of fun. I mean, the 50 guys don't have a ton of fun when they're riding the same track as a 450. But if, uh, if the old biggest bike they're racing out there is a, a super mini, the 50 guys, the 65 guys, everybody's having a good time. That is absolutely sick. So we, we have uh, the shorts coming up next. Andrew Short, he's been to these uh, this event before, uh, as well as his son as well. He'll be racing. Uh, do you know what class his son is racing? I mean, is he on Superman's yet? I don't know for sure. I know he was 85 last year, and okay. he raced the father-son race with us. And one of my highlights from the event last year was having Andrew Short blow by me on an 85. <laughs> it was so funny. But, uh, yeah, he's fast on the 85, too. But uh, 85 and super mini, I think, is is his age range. So he's probably going to be out there ripping those up. Perfect. Well, yeah, that's just more ammo for uh, for for Shorty to show up on. And he's pretty fast on those 80s back in the day, I and mean, I'm sure not as cha- not much has changed. In fact, a lot of those bikes 
are uh, probably rinse, lather, repeat. So he's probably familiar with the the platform. Yeah, yeah. We've been having a little argument that the super minis are so much faster than 125s. You know, as like the next size bike that kids grow into because of the lighter weight, the smaller wheels, and and they've got them. You know completely built out 112 cc's yeah that they're probably faster than the 125s that they ride next oh for sure i don't know who i was talking to i think it was uh actually another texan who uh you like if he hadn't gotten so damn tall he'd probably be riding a, a super mini is uh Cade johnson uh an absolute mm-hmm. uh, ripper on the yamaha he said that his super mini was like a, a more potent bike rather than his 125 given the fact that you're only like over a 112 you're 15 less than 15 uh cc bigger but larger bike larger wheels the whole nine yards uh like a super mini uh in full race trim that's got to be under 170 pounds oh yeah i get the pleasure of watching uh nick way's kid ride you know he rides out of paula we were out there yesterday and he rides with us out of Glen Helen and uh, it's incredible to see that there's this really big crop of 85 super mini kids that I think uh, give a lot of support for pro racing in the future. Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. your event uh, coming up in uh, in November. I believe it's the, the 10th and the 11th. 10th through the 12th. So 10th, 10th through practice the 12th. and then we'll be racing 11th and 12th. Yep. Freestone. If you haven't, guys, if you're listening, you haven't already checked out Mini Major, go to the website. Uh, wh- where do people find out more information there, Aaron? Hello. We're super appreciative. Verb's been a media partner of ours the last couple of years. Yes. You can find our pre-registration link there on their website. And if you want to just go direct, it's swapmotoraceseries.com. Absolutely. And uh, you can also go to verbmoto.com and look out the article that I will be writing uh, in preparation for Mini Major. So uh, we're going to get some extra content out on this particular event. Um, this has been awesome, Aaron. What say we uh, throw things over to the shorts and uh, see what they have to say? Thanks, Brad. And now joining me on the Verb Moto broadcast, an extended version of the GoPro Grom Quest, the Grom Report here, and you can also enter the Grom Quest. If you haven't already, go to the description in this podcast and make sure you guys get yourself entered. We have two very special guests. Uh, honestly, I, I never thought I'd have both of these guys on the show. Um, Andrew, it is an absolute pleasure. Andrew Short, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, happy to be on. Um, amateur Moto, I guess. I'm Moto Dad now, so yeah. I don't know what this is, but it's... Uh... A turn in my life, I guess. <laughs> this certainly is. This is like a bit of a passing of the torch, my friend. This here is the Verb Moto Grom Report here on Verb Moto Pod Network. And uh, yeah, I thought it prudent uh, if we're going to talk about Mini Major with Aaron Cook that we dial up one of the, the competitors that's going to be uh, featured in the Mini Major. And that's none other than your son, Hudson Short, who uh, will get on the phone just shortly. But And pardon the pun. Uh, but if we, uh, before we get to uh, your son, what the heck is going on with Andrew Short these days? Yeah, man, just kind of hanging. I broke my back really bad in February, I which know. was, yeah, that was a weird thing just because I did all that desert racing, um, with rally and it was, I got hooked on it. It was so much fun, but it was extremely dangerous. And so of all things, that's where I thought I'd break my back or get hurt, yes. but I was just out cruising with my kid riding and I lost the front, landed on my back and broke my back. It like caught me off guard big time. So that was a major hurdle in my life, something I didn't expect. 
And uh, so from that point on, I've been just trying to get healthy again. And I'm really thankful I'm able to ride my dirt bike. And so me and little man, when he gets out of school, that's kind of our jam is to, to go riding, whether it's here at the farm or go to the track. And I like to do off-road still, but he's not too into that. So we, we try to have fun. And so that's kind of what I've been up to. My daughter plays softball and my wife, she loves to farm and ranch. So that's kind of our daily, I guess. Does Jackie Short still uh, dust off the boots and, and uh, twist the twist the throttle, or, or what's the deal? Every once in a while, she she loves to remind you about that, especially okay. little man over here with. So she loves to throw it out there because sometimes he doesn't listen to her, but uh, she'll put on the boots just to remind remind him that she can still throw down. So yeah, every once in a while. Oh, just uh, that's one fast family that you have over there. Uh, a broken back, man. That is some, that's a serious injury. Like, wh- are you were you able to make a full recovery? Like, are you back to uh, uh, well, you're older now than you used to be, but uh, are are you you're all cylinders firing or what? Yeah, I'm super thankful. I was really scared, and when it happened, I didn't know what the future exactly looked like, and. Um, after learning, you know, what I had and all that, I'm just thankful I can walk and I have all my ceiling everywhere and all that. So I wasn't too concerned about riding, but I was getting super depressed mode there for a while. And I started riding again and I felt completely normal. I'm just a little scared for if I hit the deck again and crash, but everything's fixed. So they say it can't really go anywhere, but I think, you know, it'll just transfer that energy above or below. Mm-hmm. Um, where I had the injury. So I'm definitely more mindful. I don't want to like send it and motocross, you know, I don't necessarily want to be racing that stuff, but I love to ride with Hudson and go cruise. It is, like I said, it's kind of my happiness and I'm just thankful I was able to get back on the bike and have some throttle therapy and, and keep going. Um, but I don't know for how long. So it's yeah. cool. Yes, sir. Well, an injury like that might mean that uh, Hudson might be capturing up to your speed a little bit sooner than otherwise <laughs> than, he, than he would have otherwise. He was probably going to catch up no. to you at some point. No? Come on, man. No, I love to give him a hard time. We're like the exact opposite. I don't know if he like he might catch me or whenever that may happen. But One dude, day. we're not very serious. You know, like I was so serious with racing and yeah. grew up with pressure and expectations i want him to be internally motivated if he wants to get fast he can get fast so i'll give him the tools for that but we approach it a lot different than other people we're just for we're all about fun hitting the races camping and having a good experience and he's definitely gotten a lot faster but he's still a ways off my pace i like to i'm just like mom you know like jackie i I like to remind them that i can can still um put it to him fair enough well you hang on to that title as long as humanly possible i think (laughs) This this is the official moment, Andrew. I think this is the passing of the torch. Uh, it's yeah. Like the there's been probably better part of a thousand uh, interviewees that has uh, uh, interviewers, I suppose, um, that have dialed you up to conduct an interview. Not too many of which are, are uh, calling to speak to your son, but we're talking. This is the Grom Report. We're talking mini major. I think it's time to get uh, Hudson Short on the show. Maybe this will be my last one. This will be his first one. It'll just go from there, like you said, the passing of the torch. So, so here's Hudson. Hudson, hey, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, I'm stoked to be on. 
No doubt, man. I, I'm super stoked to have you on. Uh, when, when I canvassed uh, Aaron Cook from Mini Major, who should I have on? And he's like, well, the, the, the race is in Texas. You might as well have uh, a good old Texas boy on the show. So uh, that cert- you certainly qualify for that. And Dad says you're more of a moto guy than you than an off-road guy. What's with that? Yeah, I mean, we have lots of off-road at the house, and I love riding that, but I just like the feeling of going through the air. All right, all right, fair enough. Well, uh, whatever you gravitate to, whatever uh, you get that throttle therapy from, and I, I, I tend to probably think that uh, because of the influence of your old man, you probably get a pretty wide range of, of uh, riding skills as well as different terrain that you get to enjoy, so... Uh, mixing a little bit off road, never a bad thing. Uh, but, uh, like, much like myself, focusing on moto, not bad either. Yeah, I just, I love riding off road with my dad because it's so fun and all the mix of different terrain helps me get better. So I just love riding both. Love it, man. Do you have a, a bike that's specific for off road, like Bark Busters and a different setup and then a bike for, uh, for moto or do you just ride the same bike on both? No, I just kind of run it, honestly. I okay. mean, I run handguards for moto, so I just run those in the woods. But I just kind of run it, honestly. Fair. I, I don't think Dad was much of a handguard guy back in the day. And, uh, Shorty, did you, did you run handguards anywhere aside from maybe Unadilla? Mm, yeah, Unadilla. The rocky ones, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't dig on it. And now it's funny. If I if I ride a bike without handguards, it feels naked. So That's funny. Um yeah, I try to keep Little Man's bike pretty uh, similar to his motorbike. We put a big tank on every once in a while, yeah. and some mooses, but for the most part, it's it's the same bike. And he always rocks handguards. I don't know. That's kind of his deal. So, uh, yeah, he, he's pretty good at adapting. I love it. So, Hudson, the Mini Major is coming up. Uh, it's in, I guess, uh, a week and a half's time, almost basically a week's time. You'll be uh, racing that thing. Uh, Freestone, a track that your dad raced back in the day. You've probably spent some time there. Uh, where do you get most of your riding in aside from, uh, riding at the house? Uh, we have a new, we have lots of tracks here that we're very lucky to have, but there's, uh, a new track across the river from us called Dark Horse. Okay. And, uh, there's another track called Iron Dog that we like riding, but we're just lucky to have lots of tracks around us in central Texas. No doubt. If, if you had one that you had to pick, that you if you had to ride that track every day, what would it be? Probably underground. Okay, fair enough. Well, why do you like underground so much? Just because of how open and fast and the big jumps there and how uh, just bumpy and ruddy it gets there. I like you, man. That's, that's sweet. So the mini major, uh, it's a race where they have, uh, they have the father son race, which honestly, they might have to make that a full family race if you want to get your, your mom involved as well. But, uh, I, I heard in the past you, you've raced that with your dad. What was that all about? Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, just, it was hard for me to comprehend that my dad could still smoke me on my bike. Yeah. But he, I would, I, I would lose all my time. I would lose all the time and my dad would make it all back. So I would feel better about that. But yeah, I definitely got some work to do on that aspect. Certainly. Well, uh, like perhaps I'll make, like how old are you? Uh, 12 right now. 12. So maybe you'd be on super minis uh, or 85s for maybe a couple of more years. I know I was only on big uh, little bikes until the age of 13. 
uh, maybe in a couple of years from now, like the, your dad is the one who's like holding you guys back. Like, have you ever thought of that? And, and, and the conversation that you'll have with your dad when, when, when he's the one that's, uh, determining like why you're not, you're not moving forward in the, in the race. Well, I mean, I've always tried to take Peter lines here and there to always catch up to him and say okay. that he was slower than me, but I'm just looking forward to the day that I can mark on the calendar that I beat him. Fair enough. Well, in the case of a of a father son race, um, it might not even be you that ends up being like faster than than your dad at some point. Uh, but I, I think your dad's certainly faster than probably the other dads are on eighty fives. Um, probably still in pretty good shape. And like Andrew, I don't remember you being overly like you're you're what five ten. Yeah, no, I'm five ten. But we got smoked last year by. Did the- you? Yeah, oh yeah, there was a father son and the the dad, he really took it to me. He was bettered me for sure on the 80. And uh, it was impressive. So he I have some work to do Shade as well. Bentley? I, like... <laughs> I this sounds really bad, but I forget the guy's name. I can picture his face, but dude, okay. he was moving. And uh it was it was a lot of fun. I I think he did really well at the Monster Mountain round as well. Oh, okay. So he, it wasn't his first time doing the father son race. And they smoked us big time, but it, dude, it was impressive. There was quite a few dads that actually had some speed and some technique and the skills to pay the bills for sure. It was, it was fun to watch and it's cool that they do this at this race. I love it, man. Well, no, the, the mini major is, uh, kind of like a, it's becoming a bucket list race, uh, at, at least when it comes near and, and some people are even traveling for these things. Uh, Hudson, um, moto, obviously that is your sort maybe your first love. Um, like when it comes to racing, like you and your dad, you kind of have a more of a fun approach to it. Um, is there anything that kind of gets you a little bit fired up that kind of gets those competitive juices going? Or is it uh, a totally just a, a casual approach? I'm here to have fun, get some throttle therapy and then, uh, and then back to school on Monday, taking care of business. Well, normally my dad has to calm me down because, uh, I take racing serious, more serious than he says I should take it. And he always has to remind me that it's not my job racing. And I, it just fires me up when someone beats me that I know I could beat them or when I know I need to get better. But he has to often remind me that it's not my job. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I had a very similar conversation with my old man. He, like, he, he probably knew from a young age that, uh, me being from the middle of nowhere in Canada, that, uh, professional motocross racer wasn't going to be the thing. Maybe talking about dirt bikes, uh, did become my thing, but racing them not so much. Um, Andrew, what is it that, uh, when it comes to watching your son, like, what is it that you, you, you love about watching him ride? And what are the, when are the moments where, uh, I wouldn't say you cringe a little bit, but, uh, like, what, what worries you as a father? Uh, you know, like every parent, you, you get a little worried if your, your kid's gonna get hurt. You know, it's coming, I guess. You're gonna right. crash, obviously, in dirt bike. So that's the hardest part, but, Recently, we got the ramp going again at the house, so sometimes I get a little cringy when I see him doing that. But okay. he just hits it over and over. So it'd be awesome. like for me, the best part is I remember when I was 12, mm-hmm. and when I was riding my dirt bike and how much fun I had, and to go to races like this at the mini major with, you know, you have an awesome track, a facility, fun event, like that. To me, I see him how stoked he is, and to hang out with his friends in the pits and the racing. Like you say, he gets serious. He loves it, you know. And uh, he got a late start, so he's trying to make up for it and get better. And I see the passion that he has, so that's cool, along with all the other kids. And 
so there's a lot of things like that that I really enjoy. The cringeworthy thing is like I see him like testing the limits, I guess, oh. and sometimes for me because I don't know if he has the skills to be doing the things but he's got to learn somehow you know and I know what that feeling's like and there's only one way to do it you kind of got to go for it sometimes so those are the things that is a struggle for me but uh also the there's nothing I would rather be doing with him and then going to the races and seeing him compete and go to all these fun events and all the friends and people he's met also so I think we're really lucky being in Central Texas to have all these great tracks and races and uh, mini major is definitely a big highlight for us. We had a lot of fun last year and I'm um, looking forward to it this year. Certainly. Well. That's awesome. Well, Hudson, like when, when it comes to you, when you're at the races, uh, are, are you like, what's your, your protocol when you're at the races, as far as like being by the truck game face, like I, I'm Mr. Serious. I'm not worrying about like going and he- checking out the Stasics or, uh, going to get some autographs or going to get some stickers and stuff like that. Or are you just, uh, um, like just out there having fun with your friends? W- what does race day look like for you? I'm just trying to have fun with my friends and just make the most of the moment. Cause I know those won't last forever. Wow. That's a way too uh, mature, uh, answer to that question. Uh, that is awesome. That- sometimes but he's always out like pit biking with his buddies uh-huh. and i don't know what they're doing but he, sometimes he comes back all sweaty like he did a moto before he's even supposed to go out and race i was guilty of that as well as a kid i think i think i probably uh uh worked myself over long before i hit the track um <laughs> are you are you half decent on a on a, a pit bike there hudson i'm sure you've probably you've been on little bikes uh, like your dad probably had you on a bike as, as young as two or three uh, I'm okay on a pit bike. I I have the problem of testing the limits too much on a pit bike, okay. and so much suspension on pit bikes. So I've had some big ones on pit bikes, but I've definitely had to take it down a few notches lately. Fair enough. And, yeah. yeah. He didn't start riding. How old were you? Like ten, nine. When COVID started. When COVID started. Really. Started like. Yeah. When riding. No, I started on a pit bike riding around. Okay. Yeah, I mean he rode some around the farm, you know. Okay, but kid, like, and I would, yeah, yeah, I'd buy him a bike or whatever. I bought him this Husky 50. I was all amped on it. Uh-huh. He rode it, yeah, he rode it down like where a supercross track was. He crashed and walked back and never rode it again. So Perfect. it was like stuff like that. And even during COVID when it started, he was on his iPad. He loved to hunt and fish and like be outdoors. And we had Good some family stuff. It. Yeah, I mean, but we had some family stuff happen and, okay. uh, his, his pop passed away and that was like his buddy for outdoors and I was always gone. So when that happened, when COVID happened, we told him to get on a motorcycle and go cruise around the farm. And that's kind of how he got going on that. He started on a 110, like the his, his pit bike now, basically. And he, he did an off-road race and he caught the bug and it was over after that. So he's ridden, but he hasn't like ridden, ridden, like, you know, most of the other kids, I guess. No kidding, but yeah, clearly, uh, some speed in those jeans. That's pretty exciting. That the, Andrew, you sound a lot like, uh, Davey Millsaps when, when he had his first, um, his young, he has a young boy and he's like, Oh yeah, no, it's not going to be a moto family. We're not going to be a moto family. And guess what? He's fully into it. Yeah. Same. I think, you know, once a kid, if they get hooked, they get, it's over, you know? So yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Would, would, would you, uh, like, I guess I'm putting on the spot here, man, but if, if, uh, if Hudson wanted to do Loretta's, he wants to do, uh, spring nationals, uh, are, are we down for that? Or are we, are we driving all the way to world mini? 
<laughs> dude, we went to Ponca and everyone's like, are you going to World Mini? We're like, yeah, we're going to World They're like, have you signed up? And I'm like, no. So we signed up, but we're alternates for World Mini. But last year we went to um, the Spring Nationals in Texas, which was awesome. And he tried to qualify for Loretta's and he was pretty far off at Lore- the Loretta's qualifier at Ponca. And um, so he's at the top of his age group this year. So we're hoping he's a little closer, but he's still got some work to do if he wants to make it to Loretta's. But um, just trying to have fun, like I said, and, and go race and create those life experiences. And we ride all the time at the house and have good times and good memories with our friends as well. So it's been it's been a fun ride so far. Love it. Hudson, how do you feel about your dad letting everybody know that you were pretty far off on qualifying for Loretta's? Like, does that just fire you up and like make you want to like go out and spin some laps right now or what? I mean, not really, honestly, because (laughs) at first, at first it did and I was, it would fire me up and then I'll go out and try harder. But then I would just end up weeding myself and then not being able to ride for longer. So, I mean, my like my dad always says, it's less effort and more technique, which I still need to learn more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was pretty far off the pace, but hopefully this year I've gotten a lot better and hopefully I'm closer this year. Perfect. Well, uh, hopefully we do see it, Loretta Lynn's 2024. And if you don't, uh, as the great Warren Miller says, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be one more year till you are there. So that is awesome. Uh, guys, I'm so looking forward to, uh, to seeing you. Uh, actually, I won't be there, but I'm looking to seeing the results and the, all the racing happening at Mini Major. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, Andrew, when, when are we going to see, uh, you like just like, dive straight into vet racing like are you gonna have to take down mike brown at some point <laughs> i wouldn't like to go to loretta's if hudson makes it to loretta's i'm not gonna drive to loretta's for myself i don't think but you know i ride all i ride just as much as i used to if okay. not more you know like this week i we rode three times four we ride a lot four times you know this week and i'm gonna go race uh tomorrow an off-road race and i love to ride so it's not like that but at the same time, I'm a dad, and I want to help Hudson and be there for him. And I tried to ride at Oak Hill a couple weeks ago uh-huh. um, with with Hudson, and, dude, it was too much. Like, I did practice day, and I didn't feel comfortable, and I'm like, it was just too much going on. So yeah, I think if I'm going to choose, I, I need to be a dad first. And if I can race, that'd be great. And if uh, he could make it to Loretta's, I'd love to go as well. But other than that, I don't think I need to be – I've raced enough motocross in my life. Yeah, uh, I'd rather I, go ride them off-road or whatever but i love to practice and i love to go like ride motocross just racing i've done enough of it you certainly have what's what's your best uh memory from freestone as a pro um i don't know i finished on the podium there a few times the one that no stands deal. out is May 2000 i think it was seven the year langston won the championship i was in the hunt me him and fairy yeah you probably should have won that title by the way What's that? You probably should have won that title, by the way. Yeah, well, the second moto at Freestones would kill me. I I was, I won the first moto, and then second moto, I went down and I gassed myself when I got up. So that's what stands out most. That's what I remember most from Freestone. And but I I love that track. I always seem to go good. I think the Miller family does a great job with it. It's cool to go back, like for this race and the Spring Nationals and and all the people there. And so I have a lot of great memories. From the track itself, I don't think it was great for spectating for the national, but man, as a rider, it was a, a fun track to ride and a cool uh, venue and, and facility to go to, and even go back with Hudson now. 
Certainly, no. It's a, it's kind of a, too bad that during the Nationals, unless you literally had it like the opening round, it's almost too hot in the yeah. those core months to race there. Yeah. Like it's it's never not going to be like 108 uh, yeah. to to race that in like July or August. So yeah, they'd Dude, have to basically yeah. make it the opener. Even mini major last year, I think the date wasn't in a good spot, you know, because it was hot and the track was all crusty. It wasn't a good time. But this year, they got the date right. I think Aaron has a lot of things going for him. And I hope nice. people come out and support him. And I knew Aaron from back in the day also when I raced. He always ran the Supercross track. So me right. and his teammate would go, in, like me and Brayton. And so it's funny to see him doing this stuff now. And uh, I know he does things right, and he's a, a good asset for the sport and for these kids to have an event like this is really cool. So that's why we're going to be there. We want to support it and pump it up, and hopefully Texas Motocross and all the amateurs um, come out and uh, make it good. And then everyone else from the country that that does these events, it'd be cool to see everyone, and hopefully it goes well. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you both so much for making some time for the Verb Moto broadcast. This is the Grom Report, and Hudson, you are uh, yeah, you're you're a Grom, and you're you're making your way in the sport, uh, regardless of where that ends up. Pleasure to have been able to have you on the show to talk about it. Yeah, I was really excited to talk to you and had a great time. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for coming uh, coming on the show. Thank thanks to you as well, there, uh, Shorty. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, guys, if you haven't already signed up for the Mini Major, grow up. It's going to be an awesome event down in Texas, Freestone, a uh, former national motocross track. Uh, I should do a podcast just talking about old national tracks that aren't on the circuit anymore. Uh, Freestone would certainly be one. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed this conversation with Aaron Cook as well as having Andrew and Hudson Short on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking these out and all of the podcasts on the network. Whether it's the Vanilla Broadcast, the Squad Pod, or even Winners Take Y'all, Kevin Kelly and his band of miscreants who create that on a quasi-weekly basis. Uh, they're, yeah, those guys are an absolute riot. So, uh, yeah, like if you like uh, sort of a podcast that would resemble sort of a meandering stream of motocross gibberish, that would certainly be what winners take all is so go check that out guys and thank you for checking out this episode it's always a pleasure take care